This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. Have you ever made unwanted requests for sexual favors or committed any verbal or physical harassment or assault of a sexual nature? No, Senator Hirono. Here's Jerry Callahan. I don't know what's going to happen in uh, three weeks, Shattuck and Colony. I don't know what's going to happen in 20 days. 20 days to be precise. Obviously, the polls don't look great right now. I can't believe it, but... Uh, a uh, majority of people say they're going to vote for Sleepy Joe, and that'll be a sad day for America. That'll be a sad day for our our country, our families. Uh, but I'm going to enjoy the next. I'm going to enjoy these last couple of weeks. Last week I had a blast watching Mike Pence just disembowel the 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 loathsome Kamala Harris in that debate. And yesterday, uh, watching the uh, hearings for Amy Coney Barrett. I'm sorry. I guess I'm a, a junkie. I like this kind of stuff. It was absolutely uh, wonderful. It was absolutely glorious. Not because she was spectacular. She was good, but just watching the absolute, the 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 dreck, the the these, the, the embarrassment uh, that were these Democrat senators. I just can't believe people vote for them. I'm from Massachusetts, and I can't believe these other states vote for these clowns. We will get to that, and we'll get to some of the highlights from yesterday's hearing. Uh, also, we have the single stupidest thing ever written. Um, no surprise, Julie DeCaro. We will uh, read just some of that. Julie DeCaro attacking Adam Schefter, which you don't often see. And uh, some breaking news on Hunter Biden. Everyone's going to talk about, you know, the deals he was making in the Ukraine. But I would like to focus on uh, the video <laughs> that's uh, coming out of him smoking crack with hookers. I'm sorry. You know, some people think Hunter shouldn't be an issue in this campaign. Uh, I'm sorry. A, a guy smoking crack with hookers uh, who's uh, making millions off of the vice president, off of the candidate here. I'm sorry. That's a story. That matters. We'll get to all that today on the Callahan Podcast. Brought to you as always by DCU. Do you love your car, but hate your car payment? No problem. Refinance your car today with DCU, and they could help you lower your monthly payment, lower your interest rate, or both. Applying is easy, and their loan experts will help you find the loan term and the payment that fits into your budget. Get out of that high-rate loan and get the interest rate and the payment you deserve from DCU. Learn more and apply today at dcu.org slash refinance, insured by NCUA. Membership required. All right. Cullinane is here. Shattuck is here today. I, you know, I'm a sports guy. I like sports. I've watched NFL football for three straight nights and almost the entire game and all three nights, the team I was rooting for lost. I, I like watching the bills. I like watching Josh Allen. I like the fact that there's another good team in the AFC East to put a little pressure on the Patriots. It'll probably, they'll probably collapse, but uh, the, the team COVID, the, the Tennessee Titans, despite all their, all their adversity absolutely smoked the Bills last night. It wasn't a great game, but the well, three nights in a row I'm watching football, which is good. I feel like football is back, sports are back, but sports cannot compare right now with politics. If you're not into this, I feel bad for you because it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of laughs. Watching these morons grilling Amy Coney Barrett was just a delight uh, yesterday. And again, it doesn't have that much to do with her. She was great. She's poised. I knew she'd be great. She's smart. She's poised. She's prepared. She had no notes. These other, these idiots, like, I mean, I'll, I'll get right to Maisie Hirono, the single dumbest member of any elected body anywhere in the world. 
Maisie Hirono. There, there's no one in the, on the sewer commission in, uh, you know, Dunstable, Massachusetts, who's dumber than Maisie Hirono. Um, but you also have Sheldon Whitehouse, or as one of his constituents pointed out to me yesterday on Twitter, they call him uh, Weldon Shithouse. Weldon Shithouse is just an embarrassment to New England. And, uh, of course, Cory Booker, Spartacus, um, just one after another embarrassed themselves. And I had a, a lot of laughs watching it. Um, she will be confirmed. It will be slam dunk. I'd like to know the logic behind the Democrats who are going to vote against her. I mean, obviously, she's qualified, prepared, smart, honest. I mean, what is your logic? You, she doesn't want to kill babies, so I'm not going to vote for her? I mean, it just it, it makes no sense. Well, I don't know. I heard a big misogynist yesterday <laughs> going after her voice, saying her voice was uh, grating. It, I, I, you know, I'll say this. On top of everything else, she's the hottest Supreme Court justice. She will be once she's seated next week. October 22nd, I believe, is the vote, and she'll be our next Supreme court justice, she will be justice, Amy Coney Barrett. And I want, hopefully when she gets sworn in, she turns around and flips the double middle fingers to, <laughs> to Liz Warren and Kamala Harris and the rest of these vultures. But she is hot. I mean, she's a fine looking 48 year old mother of, of seven. I don't know. The voice is a little grating. I think it's beautiful. She sounds like every <laughs> every Gen X, uh, you know, woman I've ever met. I think it's a lovely voice, like Leslie Manns almost. Um, and I feel like I feel like there's not too many people like Jerry out there who can get like really in the weeds of the political analysis, and then all of a sudden just be like, "But you know what? Doesn't matter because her voice sucks." You know, I got what I mean? used to it. I'll say this: I got used to it. And by the way, the voice compared to. Maisie Hirono's voice uh, is is like songbirds. I, I, I get, like. I think Hirono did a great job, Jerry. Because my two do. reservations going into this whole thing were <laughs> were um, you know whether or not, and I thought that there was a good chance she was whether or not uh, Barrett was a rapist, and um, whether or not uh, she agreed with um, white supremacy. And I had I I had an inkling that she was a rapist who was a white supremacist fan as well. But now those fears are a little bit more assuaged since she denies that she's either. I was, uh, I mean, I was on pins and needles there for a bit. I, did, I thought that could go either way when uh, Cory Booker Spartacus, that lunatic, uh, you wonder where, you know, because there's so many, there's, uh, you know, 10 Democrats and they're all uh, hoping to have that Kavanaugh moment, moment where they get him and he gets flushed. She gets flustered and she, like Kavanaugh did with, with Klobuchar and said, do you like beer? Do you ever throw up? And he had to come back and apologize. They got under skin. I mean, the guy's a little sensitive. You call him a gang rapist, he gets a little sense, a little touchy. But they can't go near. Here's a question I have as I'm watching. I'm like, why doesn't? Why didn't Trump nominate her last time? She's so good. She's so unflappable. She's so smart. She knows how to handle those gotcha questions. She's not going to say she's pro-life, even though I wish she would. I wish she'd just come out and say, yeah, I'm against, you know, killing unborn children. I would love for her to say that. She, she won't. She won't give them the satisfaction. And by the way, when she doesn't reveal any of her, you know, personal opinions, she refers to Ruth Bader Ginsburg every time. It says, as, as Justice Ginsburg said when she was nominated, I'm not right. going to answer that. And these people who worship Ginsburg because Ginsburg believed in killing babies, they they have nothing to say. They have no comeback. They, well, I guess you're right. Yeah, you know, right. Well, RB, RBG said it, so it must be okay. Right. That's why they didn't nominate her last time. She was going to be the fit in for Ginsburg. 
She uses oh. the, the Ginsburg, uh, the aura of Ginsburg legend as her, a, a shield very deftly, which is which is well done. Um, and obviously she's a woman. So that, that that totally makes sense. I thought she's she's done a wonderful job. I think um, John Kennedy, who uh, brought up the buffoon or moron or whatever at the uh, Boston University, who suggested that uh, that uh, Amy Coney Barrett adopted her child from Haiti out of some kind of savage culture theory. Right. Colonial, colon, white colonialism. That was a good job by Kennedy because no one else was going to bring it up. She, right. she, he called Kendi, Ibram Ibram Kendi, this clown, this grifter at BU, this total flimflam man who gets paid, you know, twenty thousand dollars from school districts to come in and tell all the high school kids how racist they are. I guess I give him credit. It's a hell of a grift. Uh, Kennedy called him some butthead professor from BU, <laughs> uh, and he couldn't be more right. And she said. You know that's cruel or whatever, but she didn't uh, introduce it or really uh, uh, expand on it. She just said it's cruel when they say that the kids are used as props. But but it also brings up brings us back to Cory Booker. I mean, obviously it's silly and outrageous to Cory Booker who asks her if she will condemn white supremacy. Um, while her two black children are sitting right behind her. Yeah, I'm a white supremacist. You want to meet my kids, my, my two black kids? I mean, just so silly. And then Booker lies and says uh, that Trump won't spoken do it. Issues of racism and how you deplore it. But I, I want to just ask you very simply, and I, I imagine you'll give me a very short, resolute answer. Um, but you condemn white supremacy, correct? Yes. Thank you. I'm glad to see that you said that. I wish our president uh, would say that so resolutely and unequivocally as well. But we are at a time. <laughs> In the middle of a hearing for a Supreme Court justice, <laughs> we're talking about the president not condemning. I mean, when does this end? I guess November 3rd is the answer. But honest to Christ, everybody knows he's condemned it a thousand times, much, much more than Joe Biden, you know, Robert Byrd's. Uh, uh, buddy has condemned. Right. But, and the um, truth is, Jerry, four and a half years ago, if somebody asked a politician or any or you or anybody, you need to tell me right now, do you consent, condemn white supremacy? The correct answer would be go bleep yourself. Yeah, right. And, yeah. The, the fault is not that I am in bed with white supremacists unless I cast them off vocally every time you want me to. Not your, you know, lap dog. No, there's, you know, you can't make the contention that somebody's a white supremacist, which takes some doing, by the way, um, and, and, you know, leave the burden onto this, the accused to have to condemn it at every turn or else, you know, CNN's going to make a hero out of uh, Richard Spencer, which, which they did. Um, well, not, not when not when Richard Spencer says he's voting and when he endorsed Joe Biden. That's then, over now. Yes. <laughs> then we'll hear nothing from Richard yes, Spencer. White supremacy and crack uh, addict sons who are indirectly on the payroll of the United States are over now. That's at least. And I was uh, listening to CNN. I was in the car and had CNN. Uh, some box was on break or something. I put on CNN and they did a whole in-depth thing on. I think it was Anderson Cooper's show on the guys who wanted to kidnap. Uh, Gretchen Whitmer and oh, Northam, the racist, uh, the Klansman from Virginia. They wanted to kidnap him too. They do this whole in-depth report from reporters and everything and don't mention that one of the kidnappers went to a Black Lives Matter rally recently and another kidnapper uh, went on, did a video uh, talking about how much he hates Donald Trump. We just leave that out and they call the white nationalists. 
One of them went to a BLM rally, and he's a white nationalist. But anyway, yeah. Well, there's plenty of video of him as well saying Trump sucks and Trump is sold out and don't don't be. Shh, oh yeah, that, keep that keep that under your hat, Shattuck. We don't want we. They're white nationalists. They're Klansmen. You know, they're 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 like these movie character Klansmen. You know, that's what they would like to believe. White supremacy isn't a thing. Can we just get past that? Maybe, maybe in the next debate, Trump will denounce it. Maybe finally, Trump will denounce it. But it was just so silly. It normally would annoy me or piss me off, but yesterday it made me chuckle. It is remarkable. I have, and you have, two senators, Liz Warren you know, who fake Indian, who lied about her heritage for years, who speaking of voices has a voice that'll just go through your head like a nail. And Ed Markey, a a absolute dummy, a former ice cream man who, you know, uh, who every time he talks embarrasses the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, who's embraced the Green New Deal and and, and, and idolizes this half-wit AOC. Those are our senators. Normally I'm embarrassed uh, to to say that to to admit that yesterday I said, wow I think I owe Ed Markey an apology because compared to some of these nitwits, he's you know he's Albert Einstein he's a genius compared to Maisie Hirono or Sheldon Whitehouse or Weldon Shithouse I mean it's it, 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 I just looked it up you want Shattuck I just looked it up I said she really got elected by like a majority of voters in Hawaii. She won in a landslide. Her last election was two years ago. Maisie Hirono got 71.2% of the vote in Hawaii, 276,000 votes, uh, beating Republican Ron Curtis 71 to 28.9. She won in a landslide. And I realize it's a blue state. They, they sent that dope uh, Barack Obama you know, to the White House and all that. Uh, but she talks. And you say that 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 can't be a senator. That can't be a U.S. one of one hundred senators. She, I mean, honest to God, that, that, that Amy Barrett must have been thinking, my eight-year-old, an eight-year-old is what a third grader. Her third grader is smarter than this woman from Hawaii, and I'm dead serious. She is a absolute moron. Yeah, she's and, a lightweight, Jerry. But even more than that, it's where her interests lie. Everything about Maisie Hirono <laughs> is sexual. It's always something sexual. And she likes to ask the questions when the children of the families are there. You know, she likes to see the interaction, the reaction of the kids to bring... She never at one point, you know, you know, the waits till after the break or suggests beforehand there might be some, uh, there might be some kind of, um, you know, material coming up that the family might, might want to hang outside for, which is routine. A lot of the times they say, okay, you might want to bail on this, uh, Clarence Thomas. You might want to tell the kids to hang outside while we talk about Coke cans for a bit. I was Joe Biden, actually. Um, but the, the Hirono, the stuff with all the sex is crazy. And it's not like, I mean, obviously yesterday you, you, she begins with the question she always begins with. Since you became a legal adult, have you ever made unwanted requests for sexual favors or committed any verbal or physical harassment or assault of a sexual nature? No, Senator Hirono. Have you ever faced discipline or entered into a settlement related to this kind of conduct? No, Senator. Have you ever made any kind of request, any kind of request she has? And she says she did this because of me, too. But me, that that doesn't make sense. And with um, 
with the uh, Kavanaugh's kids at the beginning of that hearing before there was any story of anything happening at all. She was happy to do the same thing. Since you became a legal adult, have you ever made unwanted requests for sexual favors or committed any verbal or physical harassment or assault of a sexual nature? No. Have you ever faced discipline or entered into a settlement related to this kind of conduct? No. But, yeah, like, but at least in that case, she knew it was a setup. She knew Diane Feinstein knew about uh, Dr. Ford, and uh, who was lying, obviously. She knew about it. She knew Feinstein had the letter, saved it for two months, and was going to set up Kavanaugh after the uh, first uh, day or two of the hearing. She knew they were setting him up. She, I mean, she knew this whole vile uh, charade was about to unfold. In this case, does anyone think that they've got anything on Amy Coney Barrett? Does, does this idiot even know who she's talking to? She knows this is a mother of seven who's got an impeccable yes, Jerry, record. She, she knows that. That's why it's weird. It's like the same reason that I don't know if you had this in your school system. The same reason that for like summer reading in high school, they want your 13 year old daughter to read about like sexual assault and incest and stuff. And it's required reading. And you think like, why do you need to, why, what does it do for you school committee that my daughter have this going in her head, her head while you watch her reaction? Like what kind of <laughs> twisted thing is this? But Hirono can't stop. As long as, as long as Barrett is there and her kids are there. Not once, but twice. You use the term sexual preference to describe those in the LGBTQ community. And let me make clear, sexual preference is an offensive and outdated term. It is used by anti-LGBTQ activists to suggest that sexual orientation is a choice. How many times do you have to say sexual and sex in front of the kids? Just to see. Uh, and, and, but, but, you know, in this case, it was okay because it exposed her as a just a complete half-wit. And it took the media, well, not, you know, obviously the mainstream media are rooting for her own own against Amy Coney Barrett, but it took the, the, the whatever media is out there that's actually objective. Uh, I think the Federalist had a, a piece on Joe Biden using the term sexual preference like a week ago. I mean, a, a thousand people saying sexual preference who were, uh, you know, left wingers or Democrats. It took uh, they, they, the definition of preference. One of the definitions somebody posted it is orientation. And by the way, this is from a Democrat who believes you're pr you have a preference on your gender. You can pick your gender. You can say I'm female, I'm male, I'm non-cisgendered, you know, by, by whatever, bisexual. And you can pick that, but you can't pick your sexual preference. And even if it were, even if you, you think it's offensive, do you think? Amy Coney Barrett meant any offense by it? Of course she didn't. It was ridiculous. Uh, but again, the more she talked, the better I felt. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure it's a huge deal, but the more she talked, I felt like it helped, you know, the Trump 2020 campaign because this is the kind of, I mean, you, you're, if you vote for Biden, you're voting for uh, Hirono. If you vote for Biden, you're voting for White House. You're voting for these morons uh, and, 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 and Cory Booker and Dianne Feinstein. By the way, if you were watching this thing, it was two and a half hours and six senators in before we heard from a senator who was younger than 68. <laughs> the first, I mean, uh, Patrick Leahy, you generally think the most embarrassing senators are, you know, like the really old ones, like 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 Pelosi or, or, uh, or Grassley. Patrick Leahy is a young buck of 80. <laughs> 
you were an hour and a half into this thing before you uh, heard someone younger than Patrick Leahy. You went Feinstein, Grassley, and then Leahy, who is so over the hill and just so old, and he can barely speak, and he loses his way. And I'm watching, and and Coney ba- Amy Coney Barrett says, I think there's a problem with the audio. I can't hear him. There was no problem with the audio. He was just, and and he's on remote, and he, he's just stumbling, stammering. And you're saying, this guy couldn't be, you know, a fireman. He couldn't be a teacher. He couldn't probably be a janitor. I'm going to guess, I don't know for a fact, that if you're a janitor in a school system, there's a there's a retirement age. You reach, you're 65, you have to retire. You can't be 87 and clean toilets in an elementary school. You can't be 87 and do most anything. There's not many people, you know, in the media. There's not many people in academia uh, who are 87, and yet you can be one of the most powerful people in the world. You could be Diane Feinstein or Chuck Grassley. You can be 80 freaking seven or, or Ruth Bader Ginsburg. You can be one of the most powerful. At what point, forget term limits. How about just an age, a retirement age uh, that, that you're required to step down? It is amazing that these people wield this kind of power. And I don't think like Patrick Leahy couldn't go grocery shopping right now. He doesn't have the mental capacity to go to a grocery store, pick out, gro- get in line, pay and all that, and find his way home. He couldn't. No, that's why he's in the Senate. You have caretakers with you constantly in the Senate. You've got a nice budget. You've got a very limited schedule that's very flexible. You have to show up to vote. And that's just about it. You know, you can s- split your time, but he can split his time between Burlington, Vermont, and um, and, uh, Washington, D.C., in comfortable essential retirement homes. In Vermont, all he has to do is make sure he takes home the minimum amount of pork in exchange for his vote so that the state can be shored up to employ the people. Because in Vermont, the state's the biggest employer of uh, in the in the state. Because they, you, you know what? I've been to nursing homes. Spent some time there. Unfortunately, not during COVID. But like Diane Feinstein and Chuck Grassley and Ruth Bader Ginsburg would be on the old end. I mean, they're 87. Mm-hmm. That's really old, even in a nursing home. They're not, and even though they've managed to, you know, put their clothes on and find their way to the to the Senate, uh, to, you know, to the House and Senate yeah. or whatever, I mean, to, you know, to work, they're not all there. I mean, the idea that that's not a problem, that, I mean, one of the favorite to be president is almost 78 and clearly in cognitive decline. Nobody seems to, I shouldn't say nobody, too few people seem to care. They're, they think it's heartless or... No, you're to, right. And you've always got in a nursing home as well. And I'm not I'm not disparaging uh, our elders, but you've got somebody like Diane Feinstein who's got this like 1954 Mickey Mouse Club wig that she wears. It's like <laughs> Annette Funicello, whoever that was back yeah. then used to wear... And it's it's disturbing, you know, because she's she's missing such a step. But Pelosi has been crazy adult for years since, yes. since she was telling since she was cheering the death of American troops in Iraq fifteen years ago. She's been unhinged. I mean these these people are not well people in any other setting. They're not, and they're, okay. and they're like they're like Trojan horses. Yesterday, what you saw was twenty. 221, whatever the senators, and most of them have everything written for. If you see Maisie Hirono, again, she probably can't write 
a sentence, like a, a, a declarative sentence. And she's got this notebook with all these things highlighted. She's just reading questions that her staff wrote for uh, Amy Coney Barrett. And Barrett doesn't have a note. We famously saw her hold up that notebook with nothing on it. She just comes prepared. She's smart. She's, she's very lucid. She's only 48. And every one of these senators don't even know what they're asking. I shouldn't say everyone, M- many of them, most of them. I mean, young guys like Josh Hawley, he's totally with it. He's great. Uh, Lindsey Graham's certainly with it still. He might lose, you know, lose in three weeks, yeah. but Ben Sass is like a teenager. Ben Sass like sounds like a kid. Uh, but these really old ones, they, they don't, I mean, Patrick Leahy doesn't know what the hell he's doing. He's just reading what someone wrote for him. And so is uh, <laughs> Diane Feinstein and Chuck Grassley. They're just reading what their staff wrote. And she's doing just the opposite. No help. And and then you bring, hey, hey, I mean, I, I got lots of thoughts on this. And I realize, uh, like Colinite said, I'm, I'm into this. I, I enjoy this. I'm, I'm, I'm a junkie. And maybe most people aren't. And we played you the highlights. Hazy. Hazy Maisie Hirano asking if she's ever committed sexual assault and John Kennedy making uh, mocking Kendi and Cory Booker asking her if she's a white supremacy. Why didn't he ask the kids too? can I ask your kids? Are they white supremacists? Yeah, we'll start with the black ones. God, what a moron Cory Booker. What Spartacus is such a moron. Uh, but uh, from start to finish, she was unflappable. She was not flustered. She didn't get annoyed. Unlike Kavanaugh. And I don't blame Kavanaugh. But she just was so prepared. She knows what she's doing. The whole thing, by the way, was a waste of time. She's going to win along party lines. I'd love to hear the Democrats explain to me why they're not voting for her, because it used to be when it was a more you know, dignified, you know, genteel process, if someone of the opposite party was qualified, you voted for her. That's why Ruth Bader Ginsburg got 96 votes. That's why Sotomayor and Kenya... Uh, uh, <clears throat> Kagan sailed through because they said, yeah, they're not criminals. They're not rapists. They're not Hunter Biden. Let's just vote for them. And they did. That doesn't work that way anymore. It's very partisan. It will remain that way, but she's going to be uh, confirmed. And the Democrats are going to sit there and go, well, uh, you know, we tried, we tried to paint her as a, as a racist and a baby killer. The, the one thing, And they kept talking about the Affordable Care Act, and they kept lying, saying this constituent I have is going to die if you you confirm her. Mm. And the one thing they seemed to have on her, they got her, was she was leaving church. She's a Catholic. I guess that's a big mark against her. If you're going to be Catholic, you can't be a real Catholic, an authentic Catholic. you got to be a phony Catholic like Nancy Pelosi or Joe Biden, a pretend Catholic where you just say you're Catholic, but you support partial birth abortion. But she's leaving church 15 years ago or 14 years ago, I believe. And at back of church, like they often do, they have people, pro-life advocates, and they want you to sign a petition saying, you know, you're against killing babies in the womb. She signs it like probably everyone in the mass that day. And they tried to paint her as some kind of extremist. Again, I wish she could say, yeah, I'm against abortion, but she's not going to give them the satisfaction. She just says, you know, I'll, I separate my personal views, my spiritual views, and and I will uh, judge cases on the on the merits, which is what she's supposed to say. But clearly, she's pro life. Clearly, she's against you know killing babies in the womb, and 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 that's one reason she was nominated. That's one reason people 
like and support her. It's right. it's amazing that if she if you're a Democrat, you can admit you're totally one hundred percent pro life. Nine month, ninth month doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter. No parental concession, uh, no parental uh, approval, whatever needed. You're in. But right. if you're a conservative, you can't admit you're pro life. Right. Right. No, and and uh, and that's one of the reasons I think that they hate Amy Coney Barrett more than they hate uh, Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh was easy because he was a good composite of everything that's bad. He was a big, boorish in their mind, uh, white, straight male, and just look at him. He looks like he was of privilege. He looks like a rapey kind of guy when he was in high school. That that's the kind of thing he looks like anyway, right? Right. So yeah. Just played- just being white male, right? Just being oh, white male. Totally. And this is and all the privilege that's involved, and they have this, and this is what they're every every election is about. By the way, you know they say Mitt Romney. Just look at him. You know what he is, right, guys? He's obviously a, a miserly rich bastard who you know loves if lives for uh, laying people off, destroying companies, getting rid of healthcare, and having people die of cancer. They're monsters. And Kavanaugh was so close to that monster. That's great. With with um with Barrett though, she's more of a threat especially to the women on the on the doing this because she is a total domestic um uh, professional in the sense that she's a, a mother who works endlessly if you have that many kids and you're not super rich like they aren't i believe uh then you are not getting any sleep and she pours the kids into a minivan does all the kids stuff. They adopt kids, which is never easy. The process is never easy. And it's just ne- any kids are never easy to, to adopt kids. They have a fleet load of kids. They're, she's living as a great mother, sacrificing end to end in her life to do it. And she's a huge, huge success. And she's beautiful. And she uh, is pro, uh, pro-life. pro And she has a gun and is not afraid to say that <laughs> right. she and what it was the CNN tweet? CNN says uh, Amy Coney Barrett owns a gum gun, but claims she could be uh, uh, impartial on right. gun gun uh, uh, rights issues right. before the court. <laughs> like, so you only can be uh, have no gun. The only people who can be impartial, according to CNN, are people who don't own guns and don't like guns. Those are the only people who can rule on gun cases. Uh, you're right. She's driving them nuts. But it, it's simple as this, Tom. Here's how, and and I watched a lot of it. it. She's genuine, you know. They're so used to phonies. These are such phony people, uh, you know. They're such frauds. They don't live the way they claim to, you know. They 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 they're used to people pretending to be Catholic or pretending to be good family people. I mean, their their heroes are, uh, you know, they, they, Bill Clinton. You know, they they scumbags. They he had they, a big Bible, Jerry. That is a right. big Bible. That, that's what they're used to, you know. They, and, yes. and so they look at her and they say, "She can't really like being a mother of seven. This has got to be an act. This has got. They have to be props. Kendi's right. They're just props. So they don't. They're. This is Washington. These these are people. They're used to." Just phonies and charlatans and schemers and grifters and hair sniffers and 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 you know guys who, who grabbing the interns in the Oval Office and you know guys like Hunter Biden. That's the people they're used to. They're not used to a genuine Catholic woman who walks the walk and talks the talk and believes what she says. And she had six of her seven kids there wearing masks for whatever it was twelve hours. Twelve hours. And they barely 
you know, squirmed. It was amazing. She's well, and then I, I don't, I don't want to get deep into this part of it, Jerry, but also, you know, at least one of her kids, those good progressives would want the ability to uh, eliminate. Correct. Before... And, she, and I mean, that's how you know she's genuine. That's a great point by mm-hmm. you. She has a Down syndrome kid, the youngest kid. Obviously, she had the chance to abort him. She had the opportunity. The doctor said he has Down syndrome. She brought him to into this world, and she's uh, and we've seen her with him. He wasn't there yesterday. He's the one that didn't. He did, the freaking kid didn't show up. Obviously, she's a bad mother. A wall, a exactly. <laughs> uh, but you're right. That is a that is proof that she lo- walks the walk. She, she takes has- away every easy excuse to be pro-choice. There is Amy Coney Barrett. She takes it away because she lives a life of, of the hard life of being pro-life and it's it's not as easy being pro-life and and you know in not making the 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 those choices that would uh that would enhance and to make your own personal life more robust more easy but she's living that life so she's a she's great i do think that they're not going to let her get through the next week without something huge why not take a phone call if you're Maisie Hirono and some whack job calls you and says in 1987 Maisie Hirono at the uh at the um you know, warrant uh, concert uh, made a pass at my little brother or something. Why not? You've got nothing to lose. The, the people, so many people on the left have lost their minds anyway. They do it for the fame. You, you know, you're right. You know why I think you're right that there's something coming because they had nothing on Kavanaugh. That was all made up. That was all made up. Mm-hmm. And they were complicit. The hell, the ranking member, Feinstein, she's the one that had the letter that that held it to use it to pounce, you know, to have that gotcha moment. That's how despicable she is. She didn't care about the victim. Or if she did, she would have brought it to, to everyone's attention as soon as she found out. She waited to to hit Kavanaugh uh, with it at the right moment. So they're not beyond uh, making something up. So today, maybe tomorrow, they will make something up. I don't think it'll stick. Because, I mean, it was a stretch with Kavanaugh, but you're right. He admitted he liked beer. He went to parties. You know, he played football. I mean, he, he had all the, you know, the, the markings of a, of a predator, you know, right. according he, to them. He was She's got none of it. She's got none of it. So I'm not sure what they will make up. I, here's what I think. It's going to be, you know, this people of prayer, this group she belongs to. That's a cult, obviously. They're, you know, they subjugate women and they, you know, they, they force them to have babies after they get raped. I mean, that was a great line of questioning when they, they brought up this woman who got pregnant when she was raped and they say, and, 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 you know, you would force her to have a baby. That's not her job. I mean, the big lie is that if they overturn Roe v. Wade, that immediately abortion is outlawed. I think if you were to ask people, ask the average woman on the street, they would say, yeah, overturn Roe v. Wade. That means abortion is illegal. It's not, it'll be legal if not in every state, then in like 47 states, maybe Utah, maybe, you know, Mississippi, but every, you know, almost every state, 48 states, maybe 50 states will have legalized abortion. It will not be outlawed, but it's a big lie that works in their favor. So the Democrats continue to advance that lie and they will do it this week. I think that's what they do. Focus on the cult she belongs to. Well, right, and I think the cult that she belongs to, and the fact that uh, she's going to destroy healthcare in pre-existing conditions, 
And that means on day one, when she rules, that means everybody will lose their health care immediately. And just like you said about abortion, where it, there would be no noticeable change immediately if, if Roe v. Wade got struck down, um, just like if, if, the, if the individual mandate got struck down in health care, there'd be no noticeable change immediately because obviously the Fed would make it good. Donald Trump, the executive branch, would make it good. You can't make the whole thing go insolvent. And we've shown that we're willing to spend $3 billion per month at this point, as if we wouldn't, you know, uh, you know make uh, clean out the, um, make solvent the uh, the healthcare system. It's just, it's just ridiculous, there's, and there's nothing to it. And that's why I think they have to go. That's on policy. They go after healthcare, but they have to go to something about her character as well. Well, good luck to them. Uh, that resumes today. They only get 20 minutes today. So Weldon Shithouse from Rhode Island only gets 20 minutes to uh, uh, do a monologue. That was the most bizarre. I mean, he spent 30 minutes with charts and graphs about dark money, dark money in politics, like the Democrats don't lead the world in dark money. And somehow that this this shadowy Federalist Society, which is not shadowy at all. It's, it's, you know, Ted Cruz came out and said, yeah, I, be I belong since I was a kid. It's, it's an organization that uh, debates, uh, you know, the judicial uh, issues and, and, right. and recommends judges. And it doesn't matter what they, how the process went. You have a good nominee. I mean, you can right. talk well, about they the like process the all need. Come from, from, uh, you know, originalists out of the constitution rather than people who are guided by pop culture. You know? right, right. So, but, uh, so he was an embarrassment stuff dropping the charts and mumbling and i mean talks like daffy duck too you know say uh, anyway uh he'll he'll continue to embarrass the state of rhode island the way he does every time he opens his mouth um richard brumenthal is the one who brought up the you know the the, the boogeyman thing about the the woman who got raped and you would force her in a back alley abortion which she won't she, it'll never happen but anyway what happened to Richard Blumenthal's face, by the way? It's like melting. His face is melting. Is that Agent Orange for his days in Nam <laughs> when he was in, uh, in the Tet Offensive? Is that what happened? All right. Today's episode brought to you by Flagship Wealth. As always, Dave McDonough joins me. Dave, uh, crazy week. Let's get an update. We got Trump with the virus. We right. got debates. We got all the stuff. What went on in the market? Dave, last Friday, you know, market was going to implode. That's what the, you know, the Dow futures were indicating because of the president and the virus. We told your listeners, don't believe the hype. Buy the dip. Dave, best week this week in over six. Now, where did you tell the listeners? Because I bet you told them on the captain's blog, which you'd be a dummy if you don't go to flagshipwealth.com slash retirement and sign up for it. Dave, we put the blog out each and every week. What happened last week? What's going to happen next week? It's worth the three-minute watch. So we do 30 seconds here. If you go to flagshipwealth.com slash retirement, you can get the captain's blog in video, audio, text form. Go sign up, flagshipwealth.com slash retirement. What else is there left to do? That's all we have for this week, Dave. Bang. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA, SIPC. Here's why you know this whole thing was a disaster for the Democrats is the candidate for vice president slash president, our next president, well, not our next president, but two presidents from now, Kamala Harris, when Joe Biden steps down in six months, she insists on doing it remotely, even though she's in the building, she's in the building and she will not come into the room pub, uh, personally in person. She does a remote uh, appearance. 
She looks terrible, by the way. Unlike me and you, the camera does not do her justice. She looks Agreed. like all gaunt and, and disheveled. It's not a good look. And she does a speech, and it's all about, you know, the usual crap about uh, Affordable Care Act and all this. And she starts asking, she asks uh, Barrett a question, and then she interrupts when Barrett tries to answer. She Someone counted. She interrupts Barrett like 30 times. It was not a good look. She, um, uh, again, is hiding in some remote location so she can read a teleprompter. Yeah. She needs to read a teleprompter to ask questions for a half an hour. Amy Cody Barrett for three days, four days, whatever it's going to be, doesn't have a note. It was, again, Kamala Harris got smoked by Pence last week. She got beaten again yesterday by Amy Coney Barrett. She should have just sat it out and gone on the campaign trail because it was not a good day for Kamala. No, and that's part of what they're doing now. The campaign has decided that they're going to be the embodiment of being safe and conscious and, and, um, and cautious during COVID. So Joe's out there campaigning with the mask on, with nobody in front of him but 20 pickup trucks. <laughs> and that's even though he can't draw a crowd, you know, there's more people, more Trump people at his at his um, campaign events now hanging outside and shouting. Then are people who are invited and show up. So they do this thing with the trucks and they honk as if to say, you know, we could have 10,000 people here, but we are being super conscious about this, uh, cautious about this. And that's why we only have 10 truck trucks who are honking. Consider the honking, the loud roar of uh, of a stadium, because that's really what's happening here. But we're we're just being careful for you because we're care And that's why uh, Kamala Harris could easily be one floor below in the uh, in the hearing room doing this stuff, but she's showing she's she's super safe where she is. She's not going. She and Biden are the antiseptic uh, ticket, and they're not going to take chances. Yeah, but you, and which uh, is you can't, you can't say that the strategy is not working. Like literally every yeah. question that's asked, they're pivoting back to COVID. And obviously, what what's the latest poll? He's up ten in New Hampshire or something. The Boston Globe. Yeah, New Hampshire's well, out. New Hampshire's not even a battleground state anymore. I mean, it's it, drop it. It's it's goodbye. It amazes well, me. And that's the I understand, and I and I know you follow this very closely, Shattuck, but. I understand that people, some people don't like Trump because, you know, he tweets and he says crazy things and he, they don't like his, his uh, bravado or his arrogance. Can you tell me how anyone, anyone could look at Joe Biden right now, stumbling and bubbling? Yes, every day there's these gaffes. He's, he's running for Senate. He calls, he calls Mitt Romney that Mormon guy. He, he calls him that Senate, that Mormon senator, that governor. Doesn't even know whether he's a senator or a governor. He just knows he's a Mormon. Can't remember his name. He's totally out of it. His rallies, quote unquote, have like seventeen people at them. There's zero enthusiasm. Everyone you knows. Reporter, by the way, did you see that video going around with the reporter out there? It says there's literally nobody here at the rally. That's yeah. so funny. She's got, there's literally zero people behind her, and she's going. I don't know where everyone is. Uh, yesterday, he had this car rally where people stayed in their cars. Yeah. Which you say, oh yeah, you can't have a big crowd. It's cars. There's like eight cars. Yeah. So if every car had four people in it, there's thirty people. Trump's banging them out with thirty thousand. I understand that you know that doesn't decide the election. Enthusiasm is not the deciding factor. But have you ever seen such a wide divide in enthusiasm for two candidates than than the guy who's trailing by ten or twelve uh, with enthusiasm off the charts and the guy who's winning? With zero, zero enthusiasm, nobody is excited to vote for Joe Biden. And You're right. not, not only does he say stupid things like, like, 
is he clearly in decline cognitively, but he, he walks and he talks and he, and he touches his mask and he puts it down and puts it. everything he does is a mannerism of someone who should be, I don't want to say like the cliche watching Matlock. He should be, you know, with his grandson fishing somewhere, or he should be attending a, a you know, a little league game for his grandson and, and having a, a, you know, an early dinner at the, at the golden corral. He's not supposed to be president. Yeah. I could show you exactly where his uh, focus should lie at the moment. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get, we want to get to that know, because, but- and, and here's why I like these stories, because I know that there'll be a blackout. The mainstream media will not do this. So maybe, I don't know, we're, you know, we're getting big crowds. We get big, we get much bigger crowds on Facebook than, than Biden does at rallies where he's literally telling people, please come down to this, this parking lot, this airplane hangar and cheer for me. And nobody does. Nobody shows up. We got people showing up on Facebook Live. So we're showing you. If you're listening on audio, you're missing it. But I'll give you the description. This is from the New York Post this morning. Again, I swear to God, there are some days, Shattuck, where the New York Post is the only print publication doing the news, the only one who cares about the news. Everyone else is in full uh, cover-up mode, in full let's get you know Joe Biden elected mode. So they'll ignore this. They'll sit there and tell you, you know, it's all about COVID and the whole and we're all going to die. The New York Post this morning has an unbelievable story about about uh, Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. And it's not that simple because it involves the Ukraine and the prosecutor and Burisma and Hunter Biden. And, and but but here's, here's all you need to know. I'll, I'll try to summarize it and you correct me if I'm wrong. A, the takeaway is. Joe Biden knew. He lied about not knowing about Hunter Biden's business dealings in Ukraine. He knew. Hunter told him. They have emails. B, it's all on a computer. It's not hearsay. It's not some person saying they heard something. It's not Christine Blasey Ford making up a story. It is on a computer that was dropped off for service. And I, if I have this correct, they never picked it up. And the guy who serviced the computer, turned it over to, I think, the Trump campaign, to Rudy Giuliani. Do I have that right? I thought it was the FBI, but maybe it was through Rudy. I think, yeah, I think he reported it, but he uh, he gave it to Giuliani's lawyer, I believe. So he reported it to whatever. It's public now. We, we got it. Uh, so it is literally a computer with emails. So it's not secondhand. It's not one word against another. It's tough. It's going to be tough for CNN to cover it and make Biden look good or cover it and make it seem like Republicans pounced here. And, and the, the headline in the post, if you haven't seen it, I retweeted it. Lots of people did uh, this morning. You know, the headlines about the, uh, the Ukraine, it's about the, uh, it says Biden's secret emails. A Ukraine exec thanked Hunter for the opportunity to meet Joe. He introduced him to Joe. So you have that. They have emails. They show you the actual emails. So they got him down cold. And I mean, obviously there it is. The media does not care that Joe lies. Uh, he's been lying. I mean, Je- Again, I, I tell the story or I, I, I ask you this. He flew to China with Hunter. That's however many hours, 12, 15. I don't know how long does it take to fly to China on Air Force Two. Hunter went there and got $1.5 billion from Chinese National Bank. Joe was asked about it, and Joe said, oh, we never talked about why Hunter was going. So his son goes to China with him, 
And he claims they never discussed the reason Hunter was going to China. That's what you call in legal terms, a flat out lie. That is a lie. But again, (laughs) it doesn't matter because it's Joe Biden and we have more important things. We must stop the big bad orange man. But um, that's not the sexiest part about this story. Um, Granted, it's big. Joe's lying. Hunter's cashing in. Barisma. They demanded the prosecutor get fired. We know that whole story. But the computer, keep in mind, it's Hunter's computer. So he doesn't just have uh, business photos on there or business documents. He also has personal stuff. Here's, here's Hunter Biden. Here's a photo we're showing you. Dave is popping up some of the photos. This is Hunter Biden passed out after a, is that, what is that next to him? Is that his crack pipe? It's in it his looks mouth. like a pipe. Yeah, it looks like a it's, pipe. Yeah. He's passed out in bed with a crack pipe in his mouth. Here's another picture of him wasted with a cigarette in his mouth. And then there's another photo of him almost passed out in a tub with a cigarette <laughs> in his mouth. It's so much cooler Here's, to pass out with a cigarette in your mouth, by the way. I wish I didn't have that. I mean, he's got a beard. Isn't that kind of dangerous? You're going to set your beard on fire. But anyway, as, as uh, Shattuck pointed out, um, the post apparently is saving some of the good stuff because they refer to a 12-minute video. Now, let me ask you this, Shattuck. You, you're as skeptical as I as when it comes to the mainstream media. If this breaks today, tomorrow, they release this video, does... Do the mainstream media cover it, or do we go into full blackout mode? Before you answer that, here's the description of the video. A 12-minute raunchy video that appears to show Hunter Biden smoking crack while engaged in a sex act with an unidentified woman, as well as numerous other sexually explicit images. So the New York Post and I guess Rudy Giuliani in the Trump campaign has a video of of Hunter Biden smoking crack while being serviced in some form by an unidentified woman. They have that in their hand. Are we going to see it? Are we going to see it? Yes. Yeah, we're going to see it. And um, and you know, it also, you know, it's disappointing considering his dad has been in office since 1973. Like what poor political instincts that is for a kid who grew up in a political family to say, okay, he's so, he's so we're going to have the hookers, we're going to have the crack, and Shaneen said that who, she who's wanted- got the camera? Yeah, <laughs> you know what? What can grow? I don't see a problem with that. Sure, light it up. But it does. He does look like a guy in the bathtub picture with the cigarette. He does look like a guy who just finished having a really like extraordinary night. Yeah, it is. You can't even uh, overstate what a loose cannon he is, what a maniac he is. I've gone through his bio before, but it's worth reviewing quickly. Um, He joined the uh, Navy at age 40, got a special waiver because he was so old. But his father was a vice president, so he got him in the Navy. I think less than a year later, it was like six months later, he flunked the drug test, tested positive for cocaine, and got kicked out of the Navy. (laughs) So his father bends over backwards to get him in the Navy. He can't stop. He's been in rehab, I believe it was seven or eight times. Obviously, it ain't working. Um, uh, Cheated on his wife, the mother of his children, with the widow of his brother. When his brother Bo died, he started banging his brother's widow. He leaves his wife for his brother's widow. Then he leaves his brother's widow for, um, or I shouldn't say leaves her, uh, cheats on her with a stripper, knocks up the stripper, 
denies it's his kid, tries to get out of paying child support. She wins. He has to pay child support. His father, by the way, denies that that kid's his grandchild. Marries this other woman after meeting, less than a week after meeting her. <laughs> That's who he's married to now. He is a total lunatic and a drug addict. And a, well, you're he's, right. He's lucky he, in love, Jerry. But, but you know, with the Burisma thing, the the real meat to this is you know what they found with the with the Burisma reaching out to him after the uh, the AG essentially in um, in Ukraine is sweating Burisma and uh, snooping around and threatening to destroy or uh, curtail some great business, fruitful business transactions they're involved in. Burisma reaches out, I'm sorry, the, the, the company reaches out to Biden and his partner and says, we recent, we urgently need your advice on how you could use your influence to convey a message signal to stop what we consider to be politically motivated actions. To which Hunter says, hey, I'm in Qatar right now, but, uh, you know, we can meet and talk about this. And not long after, his dad intervenes, and off goes the heat. The guy, the AG guy, whatever, is uh, is replaced. It's, and, it's, uh, on, it's on video, Tom. It's on video. Right. I'm saying, on, I demand you get rid of that prosecutor who's investigating my son, or you don't get the billion dollars. He says it on video. Now, realize if you get your news from CNN and the Boston Globe, New York, you haven't seen it or heard it because they're, you know, they're not in the business of, of, of doing news, of doing journalism, but I wonder, here's a simple question, and we all know the answer. Can you imagine, imagine, just close your eyes for a minute and imagine if they have photos and video of Donald Trump Jr. or Eric Trump engaged in sex acts with a hooker while smoking crack. Donald Jr. (laughs) And and you're going to tell me that the New York Times and CNN wouldn't cover that? That would be all they covered. They are, this is, this exposes them beautifully it really does because- i would have i would have flipped this if i were them from just kind of like a media narrative standpoint i would have released like all the the sexy the the pictures the shit like that like give them the gossipy juicy bullshit stuff and then hit them with the emails uh about joe biden after that's what i would have done they, I would they, have had like they, they brought, this was on a macbook pro and it was damaged with water i guess hunter dropped it, dropped it in the tub <laughs> when he was when he was wasted so they bring it in for service and never pick it up. The shop owner uh, couldn't positively event- identify the customer as Hunter Biden, but the lop- laptop has a sticker from the Bo Biden Foundation on it, uh, which, you know, obviously the Bo Biden's the, the good brother who died of cancer. Um, so it's obviously Hunter Biden's computer. It's obviously Hunter Biden. And it is uh, it is not easy to be. You know, the New York Times, the Washington Post, CNN, it's not easy to be, you know, Wolf Blitzer or Chuck Todd and be totally in the tank because this is great stuff. This is great video. And they have to work overtime to cover it up for three more weeks. This is going to be tough. This is going to be tough for them to pretend this isn't a story because it is so titillating. I mean, if, if again, if this were, if this weren't, you know, it, how about this? Imagine if this were Jesse Barrett. That would be Amy Coney Barrett's husband. It's not the nominee. It's not the uh, the woman sitting before the Senate. It's her husband. Can you imagine how wild they would go if they found uh, Jesse Barrett with a crack pipe and, and some unidentified woman? Yes. Do you uh, think Maisie Hirono would have any sexually related questions oh, about that? 
Well, I mean, that's and it's so funny, too, because I, I, you've known F ups, right? Probably in your 20s, more like ex college yes, buddies, whatever. You know, Hunter Biden reminds me so much of one of my totally, best friends. Totally. I used to know a kid who was always coked out and methed out, and he used to take a crank, and I don't even know what that is, but he was. He was always leaving like his laundry at the laundromat, forgetting which laundromat, so it was just gone. You know, so that was that was his life. Is barely barely surviving the the you know tidal wave behind him, and that's so Hunter. You know, it is so perfectly Hunter. Usually, by the way, <laughs> can't believe they had him at the DNC, but um, but he's not that's a, a kid. good point. Uh, uh, just um, get back to that. He spoke mm -hmm. at the DNC. He spoke at the Democratic Convention. He's a player. He's a he's a, a surrogate for his father. He's the idea that he's off limits is a lie. If someone tells you he's off limits or they don't care, Turtle Boy says that. No one cares about Hunter Biden. Oh yeah, if you have a twelve minute video where he's blowing, uh, you know, a coke, uh, a, 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 you know, whatever, a crack pipe while someone's servicing him. You're going to tell me, nah, I don't care. I don't want to see it. I mean, obviously you say that you expose yourself as a total shill for Biden. But, but I think I the media has to, I think the media will cover it. Some in media will cover it now because one, um, Biden's way ahead in the polls. So I think they feel safe that they can start to begin rebuilding their cred credibility from the embers of, um, you know, from the embers. And, um, and also, I think they want to, in in a sense, start to cover Biden because if these revelations, these Biden revelations happen and they don't give them so much as a look um, and other Biden stuff happens, you know, even with him not answering questions about packing the court, it makes these anchors look like jerks. I mean, they makes Tapper was that's why Tapper went off the other day on the on the flack for Biden on betting field. She was making him look like a jerk because these people, the flacks around Biden and the flacks on the left have not had to answer directly to the media, to their media, CNN, NBC and all the other ones, because oh, because Trump's been in office. So they've always gotten a free pass. But now, you know, the, the CNN is saying, wait, wait a second. You can't be running up the score on us in front of people and make us look like jerks and but there's not enough good staff. The Biden staff isn't good enough to make to both lie and obfuscate on CNN, but do it in a way that doesn't make Tapper look like a jerk. So now people like Tapper are saying, no, 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 you don't do this to me now for what uh, I've done for you. We'll we'll see. Well, the I mean, thing, obviously, the, the confirmation hearings are a fucking bore fest and because she's so steady. You know what I mean? Besides the stuff that we're making fun of, it's kind of just funny in the moment. But from just like a headline standpoint, it's it's boring as hell. There's, well, there's no suspense. She's not going to. Right, right. You would love like you would think a CNN would love shit like this uh, just to add some spice to their fucking news coverage. But I, I know, but they, 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 they're not news. They don't do news. They do. You know, they do Biden uh, support and they, they're there to get Biden elected. So we'll see. We'll have it. You know, tomorrow uh, on the Callahan podcast, if it breaks, we will have the full 12 minute video. We'll do the play by play. If you haven't seen it yet, these pictures alone, again, I ask you, what would, what if this were Eric Trump or Don Jr. passed out in bed with a crack pipe in his mouth, uh, wasted with a cigarette in his mouth in a bathtub? Uh, that's just a tease to have him with unidentified women. Uh, hopefully it's not his brother's widow. I feel bad for that woman or, uh, you know, his wife or whatever. But we'll find out. I mean, don't forget there was a story about him uh, enjoying strip joints. 
in New York. And one of the strippers, I believe, told the New York Post that they used to have to get sex toys to use on him in the in the champagne room, in the private room in the back. They He would insist, I believe, or they insist on getting new ones. They didn't use used well, ones. Getting no new idea. ones. You gotta, you know, it's got to be new. You don't, don't need the old ones. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to share. They would use, I mean, can you imagine just being in a strip joint? I feel kind of dirty. Not that I've done that a lot, but this guy goes in the strip joint and then goes in the champagne room and then tells the stripper to go get some sex toys to like insert in him. He is one <laughs> kinky dude. Anyway, I, you have to go to a strip joint to have that happen. If you're into, if you're a guy and you in, you're into that particular mode of um, of erotica, I would think that. Uh, what, 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 where does he draw the line? Do you suppose? You I don't know. know. I don't know, but I can tell you this. When he was at the DNC, that was him saying, essentially, that I'm a legitimate person and I'm back in business. And if I'm his dad game. is elected yes. president again, then I either want to see a camera on him 24 hours or I want to work for him. Because it sounds like <laughs> that that is one hell of a good time being around uh, the, the Hunter Biden and his, uh, and his company. Is there any doubt that he'll be doing lines off the desk in the Oval Office? You know, Day two, he'll be in there. He'll, he'll be in the same little dark room that Clinton was... You know, having getting serviced by interns, he'll be in there well, with. And, and that's the thing, Jerry. Is let's think about the media then. So you're going to have the media, and they're not going to be able to talk about kids in cages anymore because that's going to be the policy going forward, like it was in Obama as well. They're not going to be able to talk about foreign wars or coming to blows with foreign country and almost bring us back into nuclear war because we're going to get tough with Kim Jong Un again, and we're going to get tough with Putin again. Think of all the things the media won't be able to talk about with Biden. All the things they blew out of proportion with Trump. So Hunter is one of the few things they will be able to talk about. And I think they eh, will. I don't know. It won't come up in the debate. I mean, unless obviously Trump brings it up, but then the moderator, whoever the latest Biden stooge is, the woman from NBC will just say, oh, we're not going to go there. Let's get the climate change. Let's do climate change. Do you believe it's an existential threat? And Trump hopefully will pull up pets and say, we'll get to that. But first I want to ask you, you know, do you, uh, uh, you know, did you know that Hunter was making millions in the Ukraine? Did you really, you know, fire the prosecutor? Did you know that he was uh, having sex with strippers in, in, you know, on smoke? I don't think Trump should do that. I don't think that Trump can do. do that. I think as I soon as he uses any of that vocabulary, then people tune out. When he does, other people well, can well, bring they, Well, you know, the moderator is not going to do it. You know, they're in the tank. But anyway, we'll get to that tomorrow. Hopefully the video will come out. We'll have more of the than just still photos. We'll have video of this creep, of this total friggin' degenerate. And uh, we'll give you the latest. New York Post has got it today. I retweeted if you want to read all the details. Maybe you need a building. You know, everyone could use a building now and then. Shea Concrete has buildings. They have buildings. They've, they partner with Easy Set Worldwide, and they manufacture precast concrete buildings for multiple applications in a variety of sizes. Shea's been manufacturing precast buildings for over 17 years, and no one does it better. Precast concrete buildings provide the most durable and long-lasting option compared to other modular building applications such as metal, wood, masonry. Shea Concrete Manufactures delivers and installs these engineered precast concrete buildings as a true turnkey provider from initial handshake through the final installation support. With a focus on cost efficiency and quality control, each of their precast concrete buildings are pre-assembled at their factory and typically delivered and installed in one piece by their experts. Uh, you know what makes them uh, better than other buildings? They, they can uh, they can build them 
in the worst of weather because they do it indoors. That's unlike other, you know, wood, metal. They do it indoors in in their big plants. They build your building. This increases productivity, lowers cost, and gives the customer a legitimate time frame of when the building will be placed on site. To learn more, simply go to shakeconcrete.com or call them up and ask for Frank or Mike. These are the experts in these buildings. They'll tell you what you need. They can tell you what sizes they can build. It's the answer. You need a building, go for a precast concrete building. Call them today or just log on to shakeconcrete.com. Learn all about their precast buildings. But before we go, we got to get to we got to get to this. We have to get to the Julie DeCaro column in Deadspin. It almost felt read like a parody. I mean, she is a parody. She is comical. If you don't know who she is, she used to be at ESPN. She was a talk radio host in Chicago, recently fired. Can't imagine why. God knows most people who, who uh, believe, who talk like she does, have like a job for life, like Jamel Hill or you know the you know, Dan Lebitards of the world, or Max Kellermans, they make millions. Somehow Julie Takaro is out of work, but um, sh- the headline uh, was um, Adam Schefter is a vacuous turd who embodies white male privilege. That's her, her headline. Deadspin used to be a thing, used to be a, a website that people read. Now it's just a joke. It's just far left, you know, crap. No, no, the, the headline, Jerry, is breaking Adam Schefter right, breaking. is a vacuous turd who embodies breaking. white male privilege. And I see that and I say, wow, Schefter doesn't get attacked too often. He's great at his job. He's a good guy. Everyone likes him. I like him. And he uh, you know, he doesn't usually open himself up to this kind of criticism. What did he do? Well, if you didn't see it, and this was a couple of days ago, uh, Adam Schefter made a joke. He made a joke on Twitter. Doesn't often do that. Usually he tweets nothing but NFL news. He wrote, three weeks from today, I guess this was uh, yesterday, three weeks from today, is a hugely significant day with potential ramifications for years to come. Pause. The NFL trade deadline. So the NFL trade deadline's on the same day as the election. And you say, cute little joke, right? You don't right. find anything wrong with that. I don't either. It's not that funny, but, you know, it's Schefter. That's, that's edgy for Schefter. You didn't know, did you? Because of your white privilege, you didn't know that was racist. Uh, no, how was I wasn't, I wasn't sure either why it was racist. Um, here's what Julie DeCaro, this cartoon character writes in her deadspin column. She says, this is a poor attempt at humor during a good year and a fuck you to every non-white person who has been and continues to be deeply affected by the actions and policies of Donald Trump in 2020. Of course, like all of these hysterical uh, fringe lunatic lefties, she doesn't give you an example of the policies of Trump that has deeply affected non-white people. She doesn't give you an example. She writes, while the president continues to refuse to disavow white supremacy. Now, I I know that you're writing for lefties. You're on deadspin. This is like writing for Pravda. I mean, but can you really type those words? or in the case of Cory Booker, really say those words and and think that people don't know how ridiculous that is, that he's that people don't understand that he's disavowed white supremacy hundreds of times over and over and over again. So you can continue to lie, and I guess your audience is with you on this. But anyway, parentheses, parentheses, 
Shout out to Jamel Hill, who was light years ahead of the rest of America on this one. On what? <laughs> on Trump being a white supremacist, I get. Then she writes, while COVID continues to ravage black and brown communities at two and a half times more than white ones, while people wait in line to vote for upwards of 11 hours in Marietta, Georgia. This is the joke that Adam Schefter decided to make. Now, I don't, we don't have time. I want to get moving here, wrap this up, get this out. But that is so unbelievably stupid on so many levels. Yeah. It's stupid, the, built on stupid, built on stupid with you using only stupid supplies. There's so, so much the, stupid there. In the column, she agrees, understand that it's three weeks to election day, right? Three weeks. Oh, I don't like that sign, Jerry. If you're, I'm sorry, like, three, I, I should do this, three weeks. Right. So if you're waiting in line for 11 hours to vote, you're an idiot. You're a bigger idiot than Julie DeCaro. Why not mm -hmm. just wait till tomorrow or the next day? Or here's a novel concept. How about voting on election day? If you wait, and, and, and secondly, if that's a Democrat district, which it has to be if she's talking about voter suppression, mm -hmm. then those are Democrats working the polls. Those are Democrats who set everything up. Those are Democrats who are not processing the votes quick enough. It's not voter suppression. These people don't have to wait in line. They could do a mail-in ballot. They could do an absentee ballot. Or they can wait till tomorrow. God, that's so stupid. Anyway, it's almost back. as if they were encouraging people to vote on the first day of early voting to to use as a right. photo opportunity, Jerry, which I've heard is something Donald Trump invented. Good point. I went to uh, Dunkin' Donuts the other day. The line was out the door, and I'm sick of 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 donut suppression. I really am. I'm tired of this donut suppression. They're trying to suppress donuts, and I don't like it. Anyway, back to Julie DeCaro. She says, Schefter doesn't have to worry about these things. As a white man with a high-paying gig, he doesn't have to think about the same things you do. She's, she's a white woman with, who had a high-paying gig till she blew it. She says, he'll continue to do well no matter who sits on the Supreme Court, no matter who occupies the Oval Office. Schefter has built a career and a reputation on covering a league that's 70% black. It's also a league that is run, coached, and covered overwhelmingly by white men. I have a pretty good idea who the audience was intended to be for Schefter's tweet, but I hope the guys he covers in the league see it as well and remember it the next time they decide who they trust with their stories and information. Okay. Adam Schefter <laughs> makes a joke about election day being on the same day as the trade deadline. And she wants the black and brown players in the NFL to hold it against them because he made a little wisecrack and remember this when he tries to get them to share information. That is so, I don't have the words. I, I mean, I thought Maisie Hirono or Sheldon Whitehouse was the dumbest person of the day or the dumbest person of the year or the dumbest person I've ever heard. She takes dumb to a whole new level. This is, this is remarkably stupid. Yes. No, Titiana McGrath or whoever that is on Twitter is <laughs> less trolly than this thing. And she suggested, you know, it's the COVID is is victimizing black and brown people more than I understand that. Then why was she encouraging black and brown people unsocially distanced and without masks to go and hit the streets by the tens of thousands? That's a good question. Back, let's go back to Julie. Let's she finishes strong. She says, At what point do we start holding people accountable for bad jokes that actively ignore harm to others in the name of scoring some Twitter likes? When do the white men who cover largely black leagues 
have to walk a mile in the player's shoes. And my God, when will sports media stop being a haven for mediocre white men to make hay off the suffering of others? I didn't make any of that up, ladies and gentlemen. I didn't. That is written on a once popular website, now not really so popular, but written by a person that used to work for ESPN, that a person used to have a talk show. She writes that Adam Schefter is making hay off the suffering of others because he made a little wisecrack about election day being on the same day as trade deadline. Right. You have to work. You have to work (laughs) really, really, really hard to make that joke from Schefter be offensive and racist B. Yes, her argument is made of all organically stupid ingredients. And it also suggests, by the way, that these black men are speaking to Adam Schefter because they're too stupid to have agency over their own actions because, I mean, they're obviously not that her. Even though Schefter's just a mediocre white man, which seems to me to be uh, racially tinged. Yeah, no, I mean, what do you say? And also she says that, by the way, 70% of the league is black, but the ownership notice notice. You would say then, if if seventy percent of the league is black, then that's not very representative of the population. Well, what, uh, what the hell is? I don't even understand the racist part. So election day is the same day as the trade. Because he can joke about election day because there's a white supremacist who could be winning this election, and that won't affect him at all because he's a mediocre white, and they all don't have, feel ramifications from elections. But the seventy percent, the players. Um, and the black and brown community who were hurt by COVID, this is Trump's COVID, and so they'll be victimized more. You can joke about the election, Jerry, because oh, you. I, I, I understand deadline. I am deadline. Deadspin has no editors. They're all they're they used to, but they're all in Portland, like burning down churches. These are the people that used to edit dead. But if you were an editor, wouldn't you say, okay, you just said that Trump has actions and policies that are deeply affecting non-white people. Could you just give me an example? Maybe two, maybe three. You got space. It's the it's the it's the it's the internet. You get space. Just give me one or two, and tell me why he's a white supremacist. It just it's a very serious charge. You should have to back it up with some evidence. That's all I ask. Right. Just That's a citation to put and you know to to put a link, add a link or something like that. And you know, good you know good good columnists and op ed people generally send citation because they don't want any trouble you just want to know that you're, that you're covered off and you can trust them but this what she wrote is is not just um stupid but she never escapes the language of dumb uh intersectionality at all this doesn't make sense to people who are out in the world doing things working hard having families etc this is only stuff that works if you're of you know if you're in brandeis at your critical race theory class all of these words are excellent words you get bonus points for them other than that none of this crap means anything in the real world it's all total and utter bs and, yeah, and nobody no there's not a player not a coach not even a you know, crazy, you know, race baiting, uh, Ibram Kendi type who thinks that tweet was racist. You got to just bend over backwards. You got to be really flexible. And looking at Julie, I don't think she's all that flexible. Well, but that, you really got to bend over backwards to make that racist. She was inspired, though. Did you see her tweet last night? But the no. time I saw this come across, I was watching U.S. senators debate my right to control my own body. Oh, Jesus. Oh, so, Jesus. like, read the room. Oh, uh, yeah, I know she blocked me. I don't ever remember tweeting about her or talking about her. 
and she blocked me. Oh, she probably has one of those. Uh, you can get software where it's like, hey, if you're associated with yeah. it, it can just block everybody at once. It's the yeah. Jim Murray. It's called the Jim Murray software. Actually, he blocks like well, a shit ton of people. Does he really? Yeah, you, you get this software. And I, I don't remember. I, I got blocked by Rex Chapman last week. I, now I don't know where I'm going to get my dog <laughs> videos. I mean, I I feel. He, I well, he probably, someone, he probably stole mine anyway, so I'll just send it directly to you. I have to find someone else who steals people's dog videos and posts them as their own. Uh, Let me tell you a scary story, Jerry. There's, I know a woman like this who, who, has, who has the same intellectual depth as Julie DeCaro, and she is now on – she's unemployed, obviously, but she still is you know, this intersectionality uh, activist on social media. She now has a job, Jerry, through a third party – culling information on facebook for being uh fake news for being lies etc wow so that's her job so these people like her like julie DeCaro, now are deciding what's news and what's fake on social media so this stuff this is funny because she's a moron and she doesn't matter in the world and whatever but these people have power now. All, because it's incredible. If you look into the people making the decisions, doing the censoring, the guy at Twitter used to be the spokesman for uh, Pelosi, correct? The one who's in right. charge of censoring at Twitter was a spokesperson for, uh, I believe, Nancy Pelosi, just a hard left liberal. They're the ones censoring all the right wingers. They're the ones who've taken away all my followers. But, uh, hey. I'm still here. Right? You guys are you guys are completely missing the point. As she wrote last night, and I say this as someone who has said plenty of stupid stuff on Twitter that wasn't intended to be hurtful but was harmful all the same. People rightly call me out for it. I try to be better, and that's all I want for this industry to try to be better. Oh, geez. How many followers does Julie DeCaro have? She's Julie DeCaro. Jamel Hill's got like two million. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. All right. Well, boy, that that was fun. We had a lot to get to. We had, we we did. You know, we if you had to rank the stupid today, and uh, I would probably rank Maisie. Uh, I don't know, Julia Caro. You have to rank the stupid. There's Hunter Biden, passed out, <laughs> passed out in the tub with a cigarette. <laughs> you got Maisie Hirono asking uh, asking uh, Amy Cody Barrett if she's a sexual predator. You got Julia Caro calling Adam Schefter a racist. For making a dumb joke, man, it's it's a tough competition today. Ranking the stupid, but that's what we're here for, and we'll get back to it tomorrow. Some tells me uh, we're going to have a lot more from all of the above tomorrow. I look forward to it. We're only twenty days away from the election, and I guess we're not allowed to make jokes about the election, but we are allowed to discuss it. Um, Amy Coney Barrett just sat down for uh, questioning. She's wearing a nice, stylish zip-up sweater today and a light purple Uh-oh. turtleneck. She's looking good. She looks like she got a rest. That's what the handmade tail wore, oh, Jerry. You're right. You're right. You know. She's, she put that white little stupid you know, flying nun thing. She put that away. She's not wearing that today. But All right, Shattuck. That is Tom Shattuck from the Burn Barrel Podcast and the Lowell Sun. Good job today, Shattuck. I appreciate it. We will talk to you again Thanks, soon. Guys. Thanks to uh, Shea Concrete and Allied Paving, and thanks to DCU, and thanks to Raycon. Anything else going on here today? Uh, what about tomorrow? Turtle Boy in tomorrow? I, I, wanted to, I wanted to get into the NFL because it was great watching Team COVID kick ass last night, even though I like the Bills, but watching Vrabel and the team that you know had this that was devastated by COVID was never going to recover. They almost they thought about forfeiting the whole season. They come back and they just kick ass. No practice. 
you know, don't know when they're playing, playing on a Tuesday night. They don't know what's going on. They come out and just kick ass. No excuses. Hats off. Tip of the cap to Mike Vrabel. That's a damn good job of keeping his team focused. And we have to thank him for giving us something to watch on a Tuesday night. I think we should go. I think they should have Tuesday night football every week. What do you? Oh, think? you didn't you didn't watch the Bachelor uh, Bachelorette last night? I missed it. You got, how was it? It was good. It was a great first episode. Doesn't your wife watch the Bachelorette? Does she yes. Yes. Okay. We can do the same room. I'm in the other room. I'm in the other room watching Tucker. She's uh, you know upstairs watching the Bachelorette. Okay. Good. I'll, uh, you can give us a full rundown when you know when the tension builds, when the suspense builds. But, sure. Uh, sure. All right, we'll be back at this stuff tomorrow, so check it out. We'll, we'll hopefully, we will hopefully, please have the Hunter Biden video. I look forward to seeing that and giving you a full breakdown. I'm Jerry Kelly, and this is the Callahan Podcast, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow. Why am I stopping? No one else stops. I don't. I, can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast.